Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Derek and the Dominoes in Rock 102. So, Snow, at your place, Steve? Yes or no? Not yet. But the uh, the school has, uh, in, in Gateway has, at least, has put out a two-hour delay. That's a phone call I just got as I walked uh, walked in here this morning. For well, excessive rain? Yeah. Well, they're expecting a temperature drop. Yeah, uh, ice, ice. 6 a.m. Yeah. So it's 30-something now. What is it, 34 now? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, Mid-30s. and then, uh, it's going to drop below, and then uh, it's going to be like an ice rink. It's going to be great. Yeah, in uh, not just Steve's place, but many of the higher elevations around Western Mass. For the rest of us, highs in the mid-40s for today. Well, around this place, we got uh, Lewis Black, who's going to be on the phone with us this morning. He'll be uh, playing in the area. We'll give you all the details about that. A little bit later on this morning. And also, it's Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Cross will be on the phone list. And we've got flex tickets to give away t- uh, today. Woo! Sweet! That's a pretty busy show. Plus, Western Mass Home and Garden uh, tickets to give away also. It's 535. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Live in concert. Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. On the next Live in Concert, we'll hear Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band recorded live in 1988. Plus, we'll also hear classic live sets from Joe Walsh, The Clash, and the Rolling Stones. Don't miss the next Live in Concert, Saturday night at 9. Presented by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse Ludlow on Rock 102. Hello, friends. Bill Richard, Ford of... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Stevie Nicks are back. Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, highs in the mid-40s for most of us, although, you know, we're not maybe getting out of the 30s for some of the higher elevations. And the difference is probably some icing on the roads in the higher elevations. Rain mm-hmm. for us for most of the day. Like a glaze. Ice. Like a donut glaze. I like a good icing. I like that. <laughs> Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Retired Olympic decathlete Caitlyn Jenner has said that she does not believe Leah Thomas was the rightful winner of the uh, NCAA championship, uh, saying that the victory should have gone to runner-up Emma Wyant. Last week, Thomas became the first openly trans athlete to win the NCAA Division I National Championship after taking first place in the 500-yard freestyle event with a time of 4.33.24. The uh, 22-year-old University of Pennsylvania swimmer hit the wall more than a second and a half ahead of Wyant, who finished 4.34.99, while Erica Sullivan, the silver medalist in the 1,500-meter in the Tokyo Olympics last year, came in third with a time of 4.35.92. Now, Wyant from Florida was officially recognized as the winner by Florida's governor DeSantis by right, the way. Right. And and responding to the TMZ news story about Governor DeSantis's denouncing uh transgender swimmer Leah Thomas's win in which he was quoted as saying Wyant was the rightful winner, Jenner tweeted, "Agreed, Governor DeSantis, she's the rightful winner. It's not transphobic or anti-trans. It's common sense." I never and- got that down and dirty with your mother Chris Kim, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean... And, and Kanye? Uh, oh, my! Why is that lady winning the swim? Why is that man winning the lady's swimming race? I don't understand it. There was a great meme going around showing a guy on a motorcycle saying he he identified... A cyclist identifying as a motorcyclist wins all cycling competitions. He had everybody <laughs> on a bicycle, like, way behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
it, I mean, I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I think there might there should be like a different category yes. then because you're talking about. You know, for everybody who's embraced science over the last couple of years, right? You know, science tells a different story sometimes, Listen. and if that's going to be a, you know, if you're going to be having intergender sports, you should have an intergender category. Listen, mm-hmm. it, it it's complicated, yeah. and difficult, and that's the reason why they haven't come up with a solution right. for this. But you know, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna insist upon certain pronouns and 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 agree that there are multiple genders, it's kind of hard to put everybody in an either-or category and expect that that's not going to be somehow difficult to manage. Do you know most of the track and field records in the state of Connecticut on the women's side are held by transgender athletes? Almost all of the track and field records in the state of Connecticut at the high school level. Well, mm-hmm. They kick ass. What are you going to do? Well, and they get scholarships too that but, are taken away from from up from kids who are you tra- know traditionally yeah. female. Right. Title IX supporters have got to be scratching their heads going, we need to do something about this. Yes. Wait a minute. Why does that lady have a rudder underneath the water? (laughs) What's that rudder? Why has she got a (laughs) ding-dong? So far, we've heard from several people who saw Bob Saget before his death, and they pretty much all said he seemed fine. But now someone has come forward with a different story. Rosalie Kochi, who works at ooh, I wonder oh, if she's I related. related. Uh, works at the venue where Bob did his final show, and she says Bob told them he was battling long COVID, and he admitted he didn't feel great, but he said he was ready to do the show. Apparently, COVID was messing with his hearing, and he was just getting over a sore throat. But Rosalie said he seemed okay, and he it was really surprising the next day. I mean, he wasn't sweaty, he didn't miss a beat, he didn't stutter, his language wasn't drawn out, nothing slurred. He had an accident. They, they ruled that an accident. I don't know why everybody has to go and, you know, analyze the death of Bob Saget. Can can we just take things? No, Steve. For what they are? No. We can't. All right. We're all experts, and we all know what happened. Uh, Every single one of us. We do? No, <laughs> but we're going to say we are. Yes. Uh, the young stars of Buffy the Vampire Slayer weren't always having fun. In fact, Sarah Michelle Gellar admits she had issues with some of the cast, including David Boranis and Allison Hannigan. In a new book uh, about the series, she says, quote, I think that, unfortunately, the set we were on and the world we were in was pitting us against each other. I think it would uh, have been different if, if it was today. It would have been a totally different relationship, but we have a great relationship now. She adds, uh, look, we worked really hard hours, we were young, we had ups and downs, and everybody had arguments. She, uh, she was w- really hot then. Uh, Steve, she was, she in was a- just a very good actress. Huh? Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to diminish her talent by just saying she's hot. She's an attractive woman, but, but, uh, well-rounded, you she could was, say. She was in that movie Cruel Intentions, which she was, was hot in that super one. hot in that one. Oh, my God. Last year, uh, Charisma Carpenter accused uh, producer Joss Weldon, or Whedon, 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 Whedon. is that his name? Yeah. Of creating a hostile and toxic work environment. Geller, Boranis, uh, Eliza Dushku, and Nicholas Brendan all publicly supported her. Oh, there you go. Say it all ends well. It all ends well in the end. Is that what I was supposed to say? It all. It all ends well. All, all, all the well ends well. in the end. All's well that ends well? Maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's, that's the one I was looking for. I could put words together in my mouth. 
Uh, Netflix has their first original movie to receive an NC-17 rating in Anna De Parma's Marilyn Monroe movie. It's called Blonde, and she and it is based on a fictionalized story of her life from the novel of the same name by Joyce, Joyce Carol Oates. The Motion Picture Association gave it a rating for, quote, some sexual content. The director, Andrew Dominic, did not want to hold back any intense moments. He said last month, quote, it's an NC-17 movie about Marilyn Monroe. It's kind of what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we started to watch a series called Minx the other day. It's about a, a woman who's uh, starting a magazine. Uh, she wants to be a, like a feminist magazine mm-hmm. back in the 70s or early 80s or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I haven't seen that many penises on a TV show in the first episode in ever, ever. I, yeah. It was like wall-to-wall penises. Every Penis, 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 no matter where you look. Scratch that one off my list for viewing. Uh, but I am watching the uh, L.A. Lakers. Are you going to watch that? <laughs> no, I am watching the L.A. Lakers series. Have you seen this? There is a ton of sex in there. The L.A. Lakers? Yeah. 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 There, there's a whole uh, series about the, the Showtime oh, Lakers. Oh, I, I did see the preview for yeah. that. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was all about that this yeah is, like there's there's more penises on netflix uh now than than ever before that's uh well no hulu was pam and tommy that's where yes, they had the right where the penis actually talked to yes to tommy mm-hmm. i mean that's I mean, I'm, I'm watching uh netflix trying to have a, a you know a, a nice evening at home <laughs> uh winding my day down i'm like what well, is going on here well i don't like you know, as a man <laughs> i find this over sexualization of our bodies to be offensive all right let me ask you something what's the difference between watching a bunch of penises or listening to three penises every morning from 5 30 to 10 a.m mm, good point you mm-hmm. can't see them that's right that's right <laughs> until they put the cameras here in the studio yeah and then, yeah. then you'll see how small it is for me <laughs> uh and that's your hollywood trash on rock 102 i am let the savings begin allow me to introduce the highlight it is 601 on rock 102 gonna have a lot of rain today maybe some icing in the hill towns around western mass half an inch of rain or more in our area highs in the mid 40s for most of western mass today Maybe not getting out of the high 30s for the higher elevations. The weather is brought to you by Freedom Credit Union, celebrating 100 years. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey, Springfield Thunderbirds beating Hartford last night 3-1. to one. It is a Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock 102. We'll have defenseman Tommy Cross on the phone a little bit later on. Your chance to win tickets to an upcoming game. Also, the Bruins hosting Tampa Bay tonight at 7. That's a game you can hear on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In basketball, now remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you that Frank Martin should be hired by UMass to be their new head basketball coach. That was just my opinion. Now he is considered the leader at UMass in a search for a new head basketball coach. He has connections to the area, including his wife, who was a track star at UMass. Martin has a great track record himself, coaching schools like South Carolina and Kansas State. Meantime, March Madness resumes tonight at 7 with four Sweet 16 games, including Duke against Texas Tech and Villanova against Michigan. In the NBA, the Celtics beat the Jazz 125-97. And good news for Kyrie Irving, he'll now be allowed to play home games. New York City lifting that ban for non-vaccinated athletes, which means that Kyrie Irving can once again play home games for the Brooklyn Nets. In baseball, the Twins beat the Red Sox 10-4, first loss of spring training for Boston. And in football, this one helps the Pats a bit, following the free agent departure of star defensive back J.C. Jackson, Malcolm Butler, cut recently by the Arizona Cardinals, returning home, agreeing to a two-year deal 
worth up to $9 million to play cornerback for Coach Bill Belichick in New England. And the AFC East just got a little bit tougher. The Dolphins acquired six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for five draft picks, including a first-round pick here in 2022. And speaking of football, announcers are going everywhere. It's willy-nilly, and Bax will cover some of that next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. That's it for your 102-second sports. Automotive technicians, this is And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I thank God every day of my life that Jeff Bezos is making my life easier. With my Amazon Prime membership, I am saving myself a bundle on shipping costs with various junk that I'm buying online nearly every single day. Banana slicers, underpants, various sundries and notions, books I'll never read. Plus, I buy some dumb stuff, too. But it all gets delivered in a timely fashion. And now, thanks to Jeff Bezos and his $189 billion fortune, he's not only purchased the rights to air Thursday night football games on on Amazon Prime, yesterday it was revealed that Al Michaels will be joining Kirk Herbstreet on Amazon for Thursday Night Football. While nobody is reporting the specifics of Al Michaels' new contract, other than to say that the 77-year-old Al Michaels is signed for what's being described as Joe Buck kind of money, I can tell you that Amazon purchased the rights to Thursday Night Games for 11 years for just over $1 billion. Yes, that is a whole lot of money. But I'm pretty sure that Jeff Bezos is good for it, especially since I've done my part to keep that company alive. So what does this mean for your football viewing pleasure this season? You'll have Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet on Thursdays, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on ESPN on Monday Night Football, and then you'll have Mike Tirico moving to Monday from Monday nights to Sunday night to sit in with Chris Collingsworth, who isn't going anywhere, both literally, figuratively, and financially for that matter. Now, I don't know about you. A few hundred million here, another hundred million there. It's no big deal. I'm sure this won't have any impact whatsoever in either my cable bill, the price of my Wi-Fi connection, or the annual cost of my Prime membership. I'm sure everybody's got this all figured out so that none of us are propping up the health and financial solvency of such media behemoths. And even if they do, it's not like I'm going to buy me, it's not like I'm not going to buy me another banana slicer when the one I've got breaks. And if it helps me enjoy football for the next 11 years, the chance I'm going to be eating a hell of a lot more bananas. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The New York Times testing grills. They say the Weber Genesis grills are the best. And you know what? Weber Genesis grills on sale all month at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a good deal now and get ready for grilling this summer with your brand new Weber from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 with back Stephen Day with ACDC on Rock 102. Well, that winter weather advisory we were telling you about yesterday is in effect until later this morning at least. We're going to have rain through most of the day and then maybe some ice in the higher elevations. Highs in the mid-40s for most of Western Mass. A little chillier than that in some of the higher elevations, which is where Steve lives. Yes, and a uh, matter of fact, there's a two-hour delay for Gateway Regional Schools this morning. Yeah, how about that? I know that because uh, as the superintendent called this morning. And I thought she was talking to me directly. You know, you pick <laughs> yeah, up the phone and they sure. say, hello. And I'm like, well, hello. 
you know. And then it's a and recording. Then, and then and then, and no, it was like it was like a dead silence. And then it was like the record. And then it just said hello, like it reset itself. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, it's like you're running the board over there. You know, that's that's kind of <laughs> wait, what it wait, is. wait, 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 slow down with your needless aggression. Wow. Now, wouldn't it be hilarious though if you got these robocalls and let's say it's the superintendent of schools and she says hello and there's the delay yeah, and, you say and, hello. and then you say hello which is oh, i'm kidding this is a pre-recorded message oh. and, and then she goes into the whole spiel about the two-hour delay that would be hilarious she's kind of the joke that does that now we're having this uh we're having a little problem here my computer's the same way dave's you know they gave us new computers when we started this show mm-hmm. and uh you know you can add a printer but we don't know where that printer is on the ad printer thing and there's like all of these printers for the, our entire company are listed yeah. on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying to print out a document, yeah. and it's probably going to, as Bax just told me off air, probably going to Des Moines or I don't know Brattleboro or, or uh, Yakima, Washington, where we have stations. Listen, you know, it's I, Des Moines. <laughs> Dave, yeah, no, get a load of this guy. Right, huh? you know, me and my ignorance. Right. You know, uh, it could be that what's happened is on that computer it is showing every printer that has ever been in this yeah. building over right. the last 35 years. Yeah, and others in our company all across the nation you know there's it's nothing i hate more and you know it just shows you how i don't know how spoiled i'm getting there's nothing that frustrates me more is that when you have work that you got to do mm-hmm. but your computers don't want to help you do it yeah well that's the case this morning so i'm doing the best i can and i know we've got news coming up in about 15 minutes and- now we're gonna make it through it though because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna send it to me i'll print it up from that computer in there because i know that one and at least if I can find the address for the printer on mm-hmm. that one, then we can set it up on your computer here. Yes, and I may have some stories about Des Moines. You're right, because it goes Thank to you. 11 here. See, on- he says it right. Why can't you? You're both wrong. It's Des Moines. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Marquette. <laughs> no, I, have I, a deg- I have a six-year degree. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, I may not be the, I may not be the cream of the crop to come out of that place, but I've been uh, to Des Moines. I know I've. Sadly, been to Iowa. It ain't all that much, but I know how it's pronounced. The, we're we're look, messing with you. It's from Spinal Tap. You don't have to tell them we're messing with them. I know. Well, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Uh, <laughs> out in the hallway. Uh, yeah. So another thing around here this morning is like weird things happening. We can't get the printers to work. Mm-hmm. I go. I always like take a shot of uh, of hand sanitizer, no matter where I am. Oh right. yeah, I'm one I, of those guys too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just like the smell of tequila or <laughs> you know whatever, but I just like like getting it right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one time, like a few months ago, I was in the big boss's office upstairs, <laughs> right. right? And uh, I took some hand sanitizer off his desk, and there was like a little. There must have been like a clogged. A spigot. Yes. Yep. And the hand sanitizer didn't go into my hand. It shot directly past his face <laughs> and onto his desk. Love it. Right? So okay. I uh, okay. I, I took a picture of it, and I said, now you can remember me whenever you need me to come in here. Right? Yeah. And then uh, it, it just happened again here. Right here. Where did it land? On my ear. Like, in, like what's his name? Like Ben Stiller is in that, Something About Mary. Is that hair gel? <laughs> It, it almost kind of looked like I pushed the button and the thing just shoots directly right into my earlobe. So now I have tequila smelling earlobes, which is lovely. I mean, hey, that, that could be the newest flavor for Paul Koza, by the way. Well, you well, want somebody maybe. to make out with you, you can smell like agave. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, that's uh, but that's the problem. I, I, I sometimes don't go with the hand sanitizer like in public mm. areas. 
because I know in order to do in order to sanitize myself, I have to touch a plunger that everybody else has touched. That's disgusting. And I know that it's gonna be gross. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just I just don't do. I I've got hand sanitizer in my car, so when I leave a place, yeah. I'll sanitize. Uh, I'll sanitize my hands like crazy. Yeah. Does the sanitizing never end? By the way, like, say you go to the grocery store. Okay, you pick up some groceries. You get to your car. I've got hand sanitizer in my car. I squirt some there. I do it. I get home. I take the groceries out of the bag. Probably hand sanitize again because you're touching stuff that's brand new there too. Then you open up a package of something, and before you eat the food on the inside, you could sanitize again. I know people who do this. They keep sanitizing over well, and over and over again. Well, I don't do that. I, I mean, if I'm home, yeah. I'll wash my hands right. in the sink. Okay. And I, like, I, like, that's the first thing I have to do whenever I come home is wash my hands from all the things that I've been doing to myself on the ride home. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to yourself on the ride home? Uh, Do we really need to know? Pushing the pump on the hand sanitizer spigot <laughs> yeah, is what I'm doing. Exactly That's right. That's saying. how you get it on your earlobe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I have to wash my hands every time I, I come in. Anytime I'm touching anything or... Mm-hmm. I have to go wash my hands. It's just this thing that's kind of ingrained into my head now yeah. since of all this stuff that we've sure. been doing part, the last few years. Part yep. of the psychological changes that we're going through as a result of this pandemic is mm-hmm. we've all become obsessive compulsive. We've, you know, we're all doing that. You know, mm-hmm. we all panic when it, I mean, you can't find a mask. And even if you don't even wear it, you bring it with you just in case you're going to go to a place that requires you to have it. But think about how much we haven't used that hand sanitizer bottle out there that it gummed up yeah on the outside there's also a bottle of uh, hand lotion now i don't know how many people are suffering from uh, from uh, dry hands yeah but there must be some uh, serious damage and cracking going on to people's mitts yeah I, I don't use the hand lotion at least i think that's what they're using it for well mm-hmm. david rubs the lotion on the skin or else it gets that's, the hose again that's yeah, right sure. yeah. the, and who puts, wants the hose and then puts the lotion in the basket yes right well you know, <laughs> Pat Kelly will get the hose. <laughs> yes, it That's will, precious. Yes, it will, precious. Mm-hmm. We'll get the hose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's 619 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Thank you for calling Yankee Home. How can- Rock 102 with Collective Soul, back Steve and Dave on pretty much a washout today. And Steve can speak from experience where he lives. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wet out there this morning, <laughs> and then uh, there's a two-hour delay for the Gateway Regional School District. Yeah. Did you say that you were a washout or that it's a washout? Well, it, it depends on your perspective. I mean, w- with the computer problems I'm having this morning, yeah, I could be a total washout today on yeah. the show. I yeah. can see that happening. I can see that being uh, true of all of us today. Okay, well, right. you know, is that sort of like sympathy pain? Or- well, I mean, I, 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 I feel you, you know, okay. emotionally. I, I feel like I, I get what you're going through. Thank you. And it ain't easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you'll get through it. It ain't sure. easy out here being a, what is it that? Is it a pimp or a, I forget the, how's that song uh, go? I, I believe it's a high pimp, it ain't easy. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Anyway, there's icing on the roadways, probably in the higher locations where Steve is located, and just pretty much rain for the rest of us today. And now it's time for the day. <coughs> he sounds like he's on a higher elevation. Back <laughs> hey, uh, today I learned uh, that during his time as the narrator for the U.S. version of the first four seasons of the children's television show Thomas the Tank Engine, George Carlin spoke his lines to a teddy bear in the booth because he was nervous about performing without an audience. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You imagine you're sitting uh, with George Carlin uh, sitting there with a with a teddy bear mm-hmm. in his booth. 
you know. He, he was a kind of a strange guy. I, did you interview him ever, by the way? No, um, he blew us off, remember? He did, that's right, he blew us off. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because we interviewed him in Syracuse and we asked him for one of those IDs, you know, hey, this is George Carlin, you're listening to, you know, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't do it. He goes, no, nah, I don't do that. And he swore at us. Yeah. Huh. He, was, he was very, he's an ornery guy. Well, well, I think there was probably a point in his life where he said, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm, I don't I'm need George to be, Carlin. Yeah, I'm well, George Carlin. Well, I don't, why even do the interview to begin with? Well, he, my, to sell tickets. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But he never liked doing interviews. There was a, he interviewed somebody in our Northampton station, or somebody in our Northampton yeah, station yeah. wind up interviewing him. Mm-hmm. And then he says at the end of the interview something to the effect of, Thanks for thanks for uh, an interview that wasn't uh, crappy or something. As if we were going to be delivering him something awful. Yeah, we wouldn't do that. It's, it's, it is a possibility. Yeah. It's always a possibility. But he, not with Lewis Black today. Definitely not with he, Lewis Black. He did sign my Class Clown album, though. Yeah. I never actually got to meet him, but he was at Symphony Hall, nice. and I, uh, I I gave the uh, and it is his signature. It wasn't like a you know a fake one because I. I had to go make sure it was authentic sure, afterwards. Sure, But he did sign it for me, so at least I got that out of him before he died. With well, one good. of the seven d- uh, dirty words on there as well? Yeah, that, that's that's one of the bits on the no, album. No, on right? the signature. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He just wrote his he just wrote the uh, his name on it. That's pretty cool. Oh, well, there you go. And that is today! And we will have Lewis Black on the phone a little bit later this morning, by the way. The comedian will join us to talk about his upcoming shows, and we've got news next on Rock 102. March means college hoops excitement. Every pat at <laughs> 6.32 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. It's a shame that, uh, that news has to interrupt this great conversation we were having off the air. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Yeah, don't mind us. We're just having fun behind the scenes. So, on to the news. The war on Ukraine That's has... not true. Fake news. We're not having fun behind the scenes. We aren't? No. Well, that was kind of fun. I was. That was, was kind it? of a, it was an interesting conversation. Well, no, because I didn't get to finish my sentence. I'm cut off. And well, then I go ahead and finish any... it. Yeah, you I can can't... finish it. No, because it was too disparaging. I couldn't say it. It was oh, well. about the company, or not our company, but another, another company. Another company. Yeah, well, you could deliver the punchline, yeah. and then there's no setup. People would have to maybe put the two together in their mind. You know, there was a guy that used to do that down in Connecticut, where he uh, he would he would tell a dirty joke, mm-hmm. and then people would have to call up to hear the punchline, and then he'd bleep it out, and then play the callback on the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's an old radio bit, not just that guy in Connecticut, but it's been done oh, all no, over Oh, no, I the believe co- he was the pioneer of that. Oh, was he really? Yeah, yeah. Just ask him. He'll be the he, first to tell you. Yeah. This was my idea. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Ahead. We're talking about the war on Ukraine. It's now reached the one-month mark. Russia's offensive against Ukraine continuing, and yesterday the Biden administration making a formal determination that Russian troops have committed war crimes in Ukraine and saying it would work with others to prosecute offenders. Now, that could be a problem because earlier this week, one Russian official warned that Vladimir Putin has access to, quote, the button and could launch a nuclear war against the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but not the kind of threat you like to hear, by the way. No, no, but I don't, you know, I mean, not to sound naive, but I don't think it's going to get to that point. I really don't. The, um, What's that old, uh, the eye, an eye for an eye makes the world blind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you let off one nuclear bomb, then somebody else bombs you, then another one says, hey, you can't do that to them, and then they bomb another, they bomb you, well, and then by the time, we're all done. It's all over at that point. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's kind of like, remember the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick? I do. And 
he launches thermonuclear global war by yeah. mistake on his video game system, but it's real. And it causes like DEFCON 5 at the U.S. government. And you see all these missiles on a map overhead at NORAD, and it shows these missiles just going all over the world, hmm. one after another, until the entire globe is obliterated. You know, in 1978, I was playing on my Atari mm -hmm. in my uh, in my uh, in my house in my parents' house uh, years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, I was uh, playing asteroids. And as it turns out, I was actually destroying real asteroids in space. Really, the connectivity between my Atari gaming system. How many times and space? How many times did you save the Earth? From oh, counter-destruction. Countless times. I mean, it's certainly enough to get like a carpal tunnel thing in my thumb. Sure. Better than Randy Quaid driving a spaceship into the asteroid. Didn't that happen in one of those movies, too? Was it Randy Quaid or was it uh, Bruce Willis? Maybe, I, two I think, different movies, I think. I think you're thinking of inner space. Randy Quaid was uh, injected mm. into Martin Short's body. You remember <laughs> no, no. that yeah, one? Yeah, that just, was a good one. I do remember yeah. that, but that no, that's not the one. I think Randy Quaid is some sort of, uh, like... NASA pilot, and he pilots some sort of rocket ship right into an asteroid in one movie. And then you're right, Bruce Willis in another one, I think. I don't remember that keep... Randy Quaid one. I don't remember. Randy Quaid yes. or Dennis Randy? No, Randy Quaid. Oh, no, you know, you're thinking of Independence yes. Day. Yes. When he, when he flew the uh, jet fighter into the spaceship. There right. You go. I get my Quaids mixed up. It's so easy to yeah. do. They should really wear name tags. Well, Randy Quaid didn't survive that one, I don't think. In Hollywood. And we've got a couple of deaths to talk about in the real world. Madeleine Albright, the first female U.S. Secretary of State, has died of cancer. She was 84. President Bill Clinton had chosen her as America's top diplomat in 1996. She served in that capacity for the last four years of the Clinton administration. She had previously been Clinton's ambassador to the U.N. At the time, Madeleine Albright was the highest ranking woman in the history of the U.S. government. You know what she reminded me of, or the way she looked anyway, mm -hmm. was the was the aunt on uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, Imogene Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who the, was strapped to the top of the car? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of the Christmas the Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. One. The yeah, one yeah, where gonna... she uh, she brings the cat. She oh. wraps the cat up. Yes. Right. And then uh, they ask her to say Grace, and she's <laughs> like, Grace died years ago. You know that kind of thing. That's what she looked like. I there guess. is there is a resemblance, or maybe yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, perhaps as well. Definitely a Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. I can see yeah, that she one. Could definitely pass for that too. But I I always saw her as that old lady with the. <laughs> With the jello mold bleaking out of the, oh, the yeah. present and the cat. I mean, never mind her uh, amazing achievements during her life. What she looked like is really where we should be focusing, right. as opposed to her resume. That's, that was yesterday's news. Well, listen, I don't know nothing about no. What was she? What was she? Secretary, Secretary of State. I don't mm -hmm. know, but she, I don't know about no secretaries. <laughs> no states. Well, you were like ten at the time. What state was she the secretary of? The secretary of the State Department. Yeah, but what for? What state? All of them. Well, no, it's just, it's it's Secretary of States. Mm -hmm. Then that she would be the Secretary of all the states. Well, what state was she the Secretary of? I'm going to have to give you a refresher course. Really? Yes. I don't know if I need that after the show. A fitting obituary for Madeline Albright here on the Rock 102 oh, Morning yeah, no, Show. We, we definitely we definitely preserved her reputation. <laughs> Dead at may the age. Of may her legacy live on. Yes. <laughs> God rest her soul at the age of 84. That'd be a great eulogy. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got up there at the pulpit and said, "You know who she kind of looked like? <laughs> she reminded me of that old lady in Christmas Vacation." Yeah, here, here lies Madeline Albright. 
Is it me? <laughs> or did she kind of look like Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I would hire you to do that at my eulogy, Bax. I, I think that's a great idea. I would, you know, I, the way funerals are designed. Right. Are just so sad. Yes. And they shouldn't be. Right. They really should be if you're, if you know. The church call the Catholic Church calls it the celebration of life. Mm-hmm. Well, why not celebrate the way you should celebrate? Why does it have to be black veils and sadness and and all yeah. these things getting yeah. together? I want people having a good time. Did you ever? I don't know if you ever saw this. This is still one of my favorite things ever. John Cleese doing the eulogy for Graham Chapman. Oh, that was hilarious! Oh my god, <laughs> I did not. He, oh, it's unbelievable. I'll have to Wait, look it up later. It, it, he lists all these all these sketches that mm. Graham Chapman was in on Monty Python, right? And he says, you know, uh, the writer of the parrot sketch of uh, of this thing and that thing is no more. <laughs> you know, good riddance, you freeloading bastard. <laughs> <Right>. it was- <laughs> yeah, see, that's the kind of thing that you want to have. You want to have a big party. You don't want to have, uh, oh, yeah. there's hours-long church ceremony and things yeah. like that. Come on. Hilarious. Yeah, you, you guys could deliver my eulogy when I pass. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. My good friend Rich in, in Boston, too, he, he would bring humor yeah. to the ceremony. That's we what I want. We haven't been working together for that long, but we got some things to say. I don't, right. I don't, think, I don't think you want me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you give me an audition tape so I could check it out? Maybe, yeah, well, maybe I could do that for I Have Spoken. <laughs> you, know, and, and you might be able to add this uh, to- I don't want it to become my funeral, though. So. <laughs> no, but you, know, you could add this to your list of services that you perform. As a wedding DJ, oh and yeah, whatever. eulogist. <laughs> yes, that'd be correct. You know, listen, I've uh, I've been hired to DJ funerals before. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, you know, funerals are becoming more of of uh, like memorial services. Yeah. We, we did it for my late wife. She she was the one who said, "I don't want you know anybody looking at my body over a casket and in a funeral home and all this other stuff." So she was cremated. Mm-hmm. And we had a we had a Mardi Gras party. Yeah, you were there. It was a, it was a, it was one hopping uh, little deal. We I'll had tell there. you what, nothing says we're going to miss the deceased more than the cha cha slide. And I the, thought you the know DJ that's a, yeah, lights and all that it, stuff. It was it. it was the guy who the Gary Jones was the guy who opened for Ted Nugent. Remember he opened for Ted Nugent at the at the Mass Mutual Center. Everybody clap your hands. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the kind, you know, that's the if that's what somebody wants. Yes. Then you should give that to them. Well, viewing a dead body in a casket to me is not my idea of fun. And my grandfather felt the same yeah. way. He thought that was quote barbaric. Yeah. Similar we, to your wife. We have a we have a history in my family of doing things to caskets that people are in, <laughs> and mm. uh, my mother is now buried with a Barbie doll head. Interesting. And, yeah. and, and and wrapped in all sorts of Christmas paper, too, like you do with gifts for your uh, secret Santa here in the inner office thing? Uh, you could do that. You could do that, too. But yeah. no, it, no, it's not for anybody to find later. It's just that, uh, you know, you bury somebody with uh, with some kind well, of thing. That you I want. mean, that makes a little bit more sense than burying her with a to-do list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly. And, and at my dad's funeral about 20 years ago, we, uh, my brother and I had this laser pointer that had little designs on it mm-hmm. and one of them was a naked lady silhouette <laughs> you know like the kinds you see yes. on the back of a pickup truck oh yeah yeah like the silver outline sure. of, a, of like a, a very slim with sil- a nice bust line and yeah and we were pointing yep. that at the casket while they were doing the final goodbye uh, mm-hmm. you know before we went to the uh, the cemetery man that was hilarious That's great stuff are we done honoring the memory of madeline albright yeah, you could get to a second news story. All right, well, this was this was also a death, and this was a local one, and it's worth mentioning. Survivor Journeys, announcing the death of its founder and president, Dr. Jay Burton. Oh, oh no. no way. We have, we've had him in a bunch of times. 
Dr. Burton, passing <sighs> oh, away man, at the age of 63, a cancer survivor himself and an advocate wow. in that regard, passed away at his Long Meadow home, surrounded by his family. A memorial service is planned for Tuesday, March 29th at 9 a.m. He was a super, super great guy, and he did a lot of fundraising for, for that for that organization, and for Survivor Journeys. Yeah. And he would come in here every year. As a matter of fact, we hadn't seen him in a while. <clears throat> well, I think maybe the pandemic probably had a lot to do with the last couple of years, because I think it was about three years ago that he was in here. He used to come in here with uh, Ed Borgatti. Yeah. From, yeah, uh, that, from Ebe's. That's right. Yeah, because what says uh, uh, healing cancer than chicken wings? Well, yeah, would, maybe that would be where I'd go. <laughs> but uh, no, that that's very sad to hear. That's too bad. And, yeah, yeah. He had bad. built on his cancer experience to address what he saw as a lack of social and emotional support services for cancer survivors, their caregivers, and families. So he had done a good thing toward the end of his life. So, Doctor J. Burton, dead at the age of sixty-three. And geez, I hate to end on that note. So let me just quickly say, on a lighter note. Anna Maria College in Paxton announcing yesterday it's launching a varsity esports team. Ooh. So with all sorts of scholarships available for esports players here in the state of Massachusetts. What is that? Is that like you, like me going to play Madden or something like that? Yeah, is that yeah. What essentially. It is? I, I don't know which esports are part of the curriculum, but yes, that's it. Now, what if a transgender person comes and takes my spot? Well, as the top yeah, I don't know. The, uh, that in the sure. eSport. That's thing. another problem. What's going to happen sure. there? Uh, rain for much of the day today, about a half an inch expected across western Mass. Ice on the roads in higher elevations. Highs in the mid-40s for the rest of us today. Coming up next, another Mass Hat on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's the Word on That T-Bird? Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them. And then I'll give you a chance to win. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 and the doors on Rock 102. Uh, could be a little bit slippery out there, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. The higher elevations, uh, seeing some ice. There are some school delays out there, so be aware of that. Uh, Going to be a high of 41 today with rain tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 57. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Don't be do a... Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Well, Dateline Greenfield. Not Massachusetts, unfortunately. Greenfield, Wisconsin. So... A guy was trying to rob a gas station, apparently. Right. And also a bank on the same day. So here's how it went. He realized he didn't have a plan to open the vault at the bank. And he stole a stapler instead on the way out. One of them uh, swing line jobs? I can't, you know, I Those don't, are nice it, staplers. Yeah. Is it a swing line? Is that the name of it? I guess uh, it, yeah, yeah. Who's the company? Is that the company name, by the way? Oh, I'm yes. Sure. Uh, and then the gas station robbery occurring in Greenfield, Wisconsin, using a crowbar to smash the glass front door. The problem there, he couldn't access the registers because they were behind a wall of bulletproof glass. Mm. Now, that's a gas station right there. And yeah, he- you always know you're in a good neighborhood when you have <laughs> to hand your credit card through a small bank teller slot drawer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the situation is like in Greenfield, Wisconsin. It's not that bad of a town. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you you know about Greenfield, Wisconsin? Because I know you spent some time at Marquette. Uh, yeah, I know I know Greenfield, and uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a decent suburban. 
town. If I'm not mistaken, it's the home of uh, Olympian Dan Jansen. Oh, the speed skater. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's really uncommon anymore for places to have bulletproof glass in their thing, but that doesn't work well when you're trying to hit it with a with a crowbar, does it? I guess, obviously not. It, didn't, it had, had no effect. And so he's sitting there in a gas station. He can't get to the registers because of the bulletproof glass. So what do you do in that situation? Well, you don't want to leave empty-handed mm-hmm. if you're this guy. So you look around. You see a garbage can. You start filling it with candy and energy drinks. <laughs> he carries the garbage can mm-hmm. full of candy and energy drinks out to his vehicle and zooms off. All like trash that come along with that. You know what I mean? Like there's people throwing their snot rags in there and everything else mm-hmm. under the sun uh, in a in a gas station trash can. Well, maybe he took the bag out. Yes, uh, out of the out of the bucket. Yeah, and but still, I mean, look at all the residuals that are in the bottom of a yeah, trash can. A, or, or maybe he took care to empty the whole thing out, remove the bag, and then put a new bag in. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't there be? Wouldn't the value of the stuff he stole be higher than actually what's in the cash register overnight? Mm, I don't know. It depends on the black market value, I guess. I need this guy to come to my house, right? Throw all of my kids' stuff that they leave out everywhere right. in the trash bag and take it with him. It's like, uh, listen, you got you got some uh, kind of valuable stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no longer in my house. It's no longer causing a mess, and uh, you get away with some bonuses there. Well, why it, not? Maybe he could get hired for that. He could. You know, you could do a little side hustle you there. Clean your house in like 15 seconds before sure. the cops arrive. There, There is a story I saw yesterday I thought was strange about a guy over in Japan who gets hired to do nothing. Like, if you don't have a date... For an event, he's my counterpart. <laughs> what? Say, he, he works in mornings at Rock yeah, 102. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Apparently, like you know, if you're going to go to a like a, an event with your company, and usually it's one of those events where you would have an and one along with you, and mm-hmm. it's I guess in that culture, it's expected that you would have some sort of date with you. He's available to be your brother, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever it may be. And he gets hired to do these things. He gets hired to go to funerals. He gets hired to go to events. I would do that. He gets hired to go to movies. He gets hired to do nothing, essentially. And wow. they pay him good money for A that. professional plus one. Yes. That's fantastic. I could do that. Well, you could do that easily. There yeah. you go. You got a new business model there. A uh, hundred bucks for the night. Oh, you can get more than a hundred yes. bucks. Steve Nagel for crying there out loud. There would be no physical contact, no sex, nothing. Right. Just me being with you. For the, like you said, to fill the quota. Well, plus you'd get the jokes that you'd be delivering all night long as the and one for whoever hires you, too. See, you should, I think, I agree with Bax. I think you got to shoot higher than 100 bucks. I think that might be a good idea. Listen, the average slob has got nothing else going on and his life could charge 100 bucks. You could probably charge 105. Listen, uh, <laughs> 100 bucks and dinner, you pay, by the way. For the dinner. I'm not paying for the dinner. No. You pay for the of dinner course for not. Me. Why should anything come out of your pocket? And, right. uh, I will sit with you for uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. You're providing a service. You yeah. shouldn't be on the hook for, for extra expenses. Right. And uh, it's $100 every half hour after that. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. That's, that's, there you go. That's yep. when the real money begins. Yes. Do we get a kickback, by the way, serving as your agents here? Because we, yeah, we you're not. You- no, no. I, you're not getting any of that. He'll hustle, his own, he'll hustle yeah. on his own. I don't want to get involved because, you know, let's say, for example, I see what he's doing and I say, hey, he's making money hand over fist. Maybe I should do the same thing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to have there be a, a, a conflict. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, we should have like, uh, you know, separate situations. We're not stepping all over each other. I don't know. By the way, hand over fist, I think, derived from a rope 
rope climbing thing, you know, because your hand goes up over your fist each time as you're climbing mm. up a rope. I think that's where that came from, if I'm not mistaken. We no, should take the company. Sure. That's the, yeah, sure. <laughs> Dave, which one are you? We, we, <laughs> should, <laughs> we should uh, take the company credit card, go back out to lunch again, yes. uh, and bring somebody with us yes. who then could pay us to be having lunch with us. That way, the company pays for the lunch. And we get paid uh, just for being the company of somebody's uh, lunch date. I love it. Let's choose a hot news anchor. I mean, excuse me, a talented news anchor. No, somebody who's actually going to want to pay to be with us, not (laughs) somebody that we want to pay to be with them. Who the hell's going to want to do that? The company's going to pay. You just said we're going to steal the- But but it's, uh, yeah, but the, 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 in our case, the plus- the plus one adding to to, uh, to the foursome, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's an additional expense. I Lunch think, is free, but we get paid. I think this is a horrible business model. <laughs> it's it's got some flaws. It does. Uh, back to the guy who ripped off the gas station with the candy and the energy drinks in the garbage can. Police still looking for this guy, by the way. They can't find him. And which candy would you steal, by the way, if you're going to grab a candy bar? If like you know, if you couldn't get cash out of the register, what would be your go-to to steal from a uh, convenience store? Payday. Really? You get a payday? Well, just, you know, to make it uh, symbolic. Oh, see, yeah. it's oh, the payday. I see what you did it's there. It's the okay. payday. Yeah. See, I'm not the, I mean, if I had to pick a candy, it'd be, it'd be the peanut butter cups, but I'd probably more focused on the uh, the the aisle of chips. What about 100 grand? You get uh, you get uh, 500 grand <laughs> in, the, in one bag. Yeah, I don't think even the company makes 100 grand worth of 100 grands in a day. You just keep thinking, Steve. That's what you're good at that's over right. there. Yes, that's good. I'd do the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups as well, Bax, but I'd do the dark chocolate Reese's ones. Penis Butter Cup. That too. What did you say? Reese's Penis Butter Cup. Hmm. That's did you leave. need me to repeat it twice? That's going to leave a weird taste in your mouth. Coming up next, the 102-second sports. Remember the story about the Yankees hiring the first? I'm sorry. I think you're thinking of a mallow bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is is that the creamy center? Yes, that's the creamy center. I I get it. It all comes full circle. In the 102-second sports coming up next, remember the Yankees hired the first woman manager on the minor league level? Yeah. She suffered a major injury in spring training. We'll tell you about it coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Bon Jovi with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, mostly uh, rainy today. Uh, could see some ice in the higher elevations and a high of 41. Tomorrow, uh, rain throughout the day and a high of 57. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. So in his view from the couch, Bax mentioned a lot of teams in the Sweet 16. One of them, North Carolina, Back up and Adam tomorrow against UCLA. Our next guest on the phone, a graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Hello there, it's Lewis Black. Hey, hey Lewis. Lewis. It's uh, back Steve and Dave. Good to talk to you again. How you been? Oh, just great. Every day, better, better, and better. <laughs> oh. Couldn't be happier. I can only imagine. It, can, it comes you right know, through. Really, you know, to wake up and to figure out, you know, how I'm going to die today is always. A, it's a great place to start. It is a good. It's a good, good uh, jumping off point. <laughs> now, being a North Carolina grad, do you, do you pay attention to the March Madness with your Tar Heels, or do you not even care? It's all I have. No having this veil of tears. I hold on to it. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, it helps. That's for sure. I, you know, no, I pay attention to it. it it's, it's, it, it was unbelievable. We didn't deserve to win, but it was unbelievable to watch. And he didn't even cheat this year. <laughs> Not this year. I don't mean to pick at old scabs, but uh, I'm a Marquette graduate. So <laughs> when you guys beat, oh yeah, no. 
Oh yeah, boy. I mean, I was my one of my close friends at the time. We watched that game. He was a, a Marquette guy, and we were sitting there watching that. And I was up, you know, no, they can't possibly beat us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think when you're down thirty-two points, then it's, it's time maybe to start to you know you're setting that you know setting that bachelor's degree on fire or you know, find some way to get rid of it. <laughs> So you're coming to, uh, so I don't even know if I can, so I can announce that you're uh, coming to the area, right? I mean, these tickets are supposed to be going on sale on Friday. So can I say what? Okay, great. You're going to be at uh, the Academy of Music in Northampton on September 15th. Tickets go on sale uh, on Friday at uh, at lewisblack.com. So this is awesome because it's, uh, it'll be great. That's a great place to to see comedy and Northampton's always a good place to, to do it. Oh, yeah, no, and I'm glad to finally get back there. I mean, I've, I've performed up there a lot, and uh, I have friends up there, and I used to, I did a lot of work down at the Williamstown Theater Festival, you know, and uh, the only place I got even within earshot of uh, in the last few years was uh, was Springfield, you know. Ooh, right. So uh, well, our- I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to coming back there. No one has ever said they're looking forward to coming to Springfield, Lewis. I don't know where. It, well, where, yeah, did, I can did you go tell to you this? I go through some cities that you know <laughs> that make North make make, North, make make Springfield look like Paris. Wow. Okay? <laughs> well, the, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the itinerary of uh, of your tour, and you know, it's all good sized rooms. It's all good good places to be. But I know you know comedy doesn't start off that well, and and especially when you're first starting your your career off it, it must be kind of nice knowing you've got work until the end of the year as opposed to you know back you know when you're when you're young and you're just struggling to get to the next open mic night or whether you'll get passed at a club in new york somewhere yeah well that was true but i worked before that as a playwright so uh you know that you know basically even having a place where they might have a check uh, at the end of the run was exciting because uh was you know working in theater was like taking a vow of poverty you know the uh, the, the the you know that I, I was making as much as many you know somebody who might have been working at the time as a crack whore <laughs> actually actually I was looking up to crack whores they were making more and had more of a reason to live yeah. but crack whores don't necessarily do comedy uh, tours very often no not many but uh, the ones who do are really great at it <laughs> would you call a, a a crack whore a prop comic because I mean really you can't you oh can't do God. one without the other yeah, no, you really can't but uh, wow that was really a stretch <laughs> there we go we just you know there that the the, the the cards and letters will be coming in the emails the text the twitter now now we're done okay so we're down to 12 people coming to the yeah but they'll be devoted to you lewis black on rock 102 hey by the way you were voted the 51st greatest comic of all time back in 2004 by comedy central where are you ranking right now on that list before this interview i was uh, 42 <laughs> now I'm at 107. sorry so uh so obviously uh, the, the, the pandemic is uh, you know easing up you know comedy shows are back but on the on the uh, on that period of time when you weren't doing a hell of a lot what were you doing i know you were doing a podcast and stuff like that but but really i mean what did you do to occupy your time 
I basically spent a lot of time uh, attacking myself, uh, <laughs> you know, destroying my credibility just by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't need others to do it. It was the first time in my life I was able to do it entirely on my own, uh, since uh, the, really the first time since I was uh, a child um, and left to my own devices. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, I was in solitary confinement for like 12 weeks. So uh, your brain can only do so much to, to kind of distract itself. And eventually, once it goes through everything, it comes after you. There's a reason solitary confinement is punishment. I'm just recovering now. Well, you're just getting back in the game. Yeah, no, it's good. It's really good. But, I mean, I went out, you know, in September thinking, okay, we're really going to do it. And I did six shows in Six six shows in four nights and basically collapsed. That was a good move. <laughs> that was really good. It was like saying, "Hey, you know, I haven't run a marathon in uh, in in two years. I'm going to do it today." <laughs> yeah, well, but here you are now, like a like a like a well trained athlete coming to to Northampton in September. By the time September rolls around, you'll be like like a like like you, you haven't aged a, a moment. No, the, by the time uh, I'll be you know I'll be rolling by then. I'm rolling now. It's really been. Uh, now at least I'm, you know, I'm back in back in shape, and then and who knows what we'll be talking about by then. Everything I'm sure will be cleared up by then. I'll just be doing Christian comedy. <laughs> I'm it's sure part of my it's a part of the new contract that will be put out that I'll have to sign in order to work in Massachusetts. The Cotton Mather contract for comedy. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a we'll, everything will be peaceful by the time you come do that yeah. show. And you're right, you're gonna have no material. Oh yeah, no, everything will calm down. Yeah. Everybody will be really happy. Yeah. You know, we'll be moving along. Yeah, the, the, the Lewis <laughs> Black Post uh, Ukrainian tour. That'll be a good one too. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I like how some people have turned you into memes, saying things that you didn't even say. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah. It's really it's extraordinary. And I don't, you know. And it's also it was like Twitter came out. It was like, uh, how come you don't say anything? Because I don't. I don't, I, I, I barely, I don't know if you've noticed my career, but I've barely been able to write a joke, let alone do it in 145, you know, even if I had 145 words, I, I barely get to the punchline. I barely even get to the setup. <laughs> Lewis Black is going to be at the Academy of Music in Northampton on September 15th. Those tickets go on sale on Friday, and it's the uh, Off the Rails Tour. Lewis, it's always great to talk to you. Best of luck, and we'll be talking to you soon. Yep, I guess, unless we're all in prison after that interview. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Would you do an ID for us, please? Of course. Sure. So it's just, just back Steve and Dave. Go ahead. Hi, this is Lewis Black, and you're listening to Bax, Steve, and Dave at uh, Rock 102, so don't turn the dial, or if there is a dial, who knows it, but don't even think about touching it, okay? Whatever it is you're touching, stop it. Good thanks, to talk Lewis. to you. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You Take bet. Care. Lewis Black See you. on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing. That's the who. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Good morning. Uh, hey, believe it or not, today we are a month out from Bacon and Brews. It's the it's the greatest event uh, short of the Mayflower Marathon, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a, a whole afternoon of chowing down on bacon and then uh, washing it down with craft beer uh, on April 24th at the Log Cabin from noon to 3. Your admission includes all kinds of bacon-inspired bites prepared by the Log Cabin chefs, a cash bar uh, with a great selection of craft beers to, uh, to please the palate, plus live music from Alex 2E and the Cloud9 Band, plus games and more. Tickets are on sale at rock102.com. You have to be over 21 in order to uh, to attend, and you need to bring your positive ID. 
It's Bacon Brews, April 24th at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Does Paul Kosum have a bacon-infused vodka yet? I know we had a visit from him yesterday. No, but uh, the cucumber vodka that he had, that he delivered yesterday mm-hmm. makes an outstanding Bloody and, Mary. And also, on his website, you can buy your own infuser. So you can oh. infuse your vodka with whatever you want. Really? Yeah. yeah. He also has a bunch of uh, cocktail recipes uh-huh. on the V1 Vodka website. So if you're... You know, if you're thinking, well, what am I going to do with this cucumber vodka? Mm-hmm. He's going to give you some ideas on the website. It's well, pretty cool. And he also dropped off some peppermint vodka yesterday. Now, I hadn't tried it yet. Is it? It's not sweet, right? It's just the flavor of peppermint without any... Or is it actually sweetened um, vodka? I don't even know. His vodkas are not uh, necessarily sweet. I mean, okay. with peppermint, it's got a, it's got a little bit... You, you definitely yeah. taste a peppermint the, taste. That, yes. That's the difference between his and other vodkas. The you know Many of the ones that have like the whipped cream flavor, and yes. all that, it's just syrup. I, all it is is syrup I, mixed with alcohol. I was going to say that yeah. one particular one. that, <sighs> But he's got more of this infusion yeah. thing yes. where it's not like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't make you feel like it's like too sugary, it's like a peppermint one or the hazelnut one. It's more of like a like the flavor. Without the yeah. sugar, without yeah. the syrup. It's like a seltzer, Good. like a flavor. Flavored seltzer. Good. Like, you know, like the only way I can describe it is, you know, like there are certain uh, you know beer or wine that has uh. like notes of stuff. Yes, that's kind of how his infused vodkas are. They mix perfectly with stuff, but they've got like notes of cucumber. Or he's coming up with a with a double espresso one, which mm-hmm. is which is awesome. I mean, I've been I've been uh, begging for him to do that for years, and he's finally coming around to it. Well, I'm glad you brought up the cotton candy one because that that struck mm-hmm. a nerve with me. An yeah. ex an ex wife had a good girlfriend who liked to have that stuff it was re- revolting yeah yeah Oy. i mean i used to drink it just to get drunk but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you would drink Ooh. nyquil just to get drunk listen i uh you know this diabetes thing isn't working out for me too well. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh 728 we have news next on rock 102 thank you for calling yankee home how can i put a smile on your face uh yeah we've got an old outdated 731. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So, while the war uh, war on Ukraine has reached the one-month mark, Russia's offensive continues on the Ukraine, and our own Biden administration yesterday making a formal determination that Russian troops have indeed committed war crimes in Ukraine, and we're going to try and prosecute the offenders with help from other countries. Let's see how that works out. Meantime, Vladimir Putin has his finger on, quote, the button, according to one Russian official, and could launch a nuclear war against the rest of the world. Hey, he pushes that button and, like, uh, lights start going on and off in different people's homes across the world. Yeah. Why is this not working? Why not working? Yeah. Well, but don't we have a button, too? And aren't there other countries that have, have uh, their own various buttons? I believe there are uh, codes and buttons and things like that. Yeah, and does he not care that if he pushes his button, everyone else will push their button, and then we'll all be gone? Doesn't he care? Uh, judging by his actions, I don't think he cares much about anything anybody has to tell him for advice. So yeah. does that make his threat empty, then? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I saw a post on Facebook the other day. Someone posted uh, Sting's Russians 
You know, mm-hmm. I hope that you know, hope the, the, the Russians love their children too. Yeah, the song that w- was sort of a hit in the mid '80s, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a poignant song mm-hmm. considering uh, what's going on now, but not enough to want to sit and listen to it. Right. Uh, the closer to home news from Springfield City Council this week hearing proposal about two recreational marijuana businesses: one a delivery service, the other a dispensary. It would make it easier for folks to get their marijuana. Indian Orchard and Eastfield Mall would be the two retail locations. At the meeting of the city council in Springfield on Monday, they heard presentations from officials from the Tree and Brick Delivery Service and Lemonade LLC, a marijuana dispensary planned for 595 Main Street. Now, what's happening to uh, the remaining handful of businesses that are in the Eastfield Mall? Uh, I believe they're going to be investing in marijuana very soon because... uh... (laughs) That's the only way to get people to go to the Eastfield Mall or, is by is by enticing them with that. Or munchies. Or like places that serve munchies, like along with the marijuana, then wouldn't you want to open up some sort of snack shop? Well, I mean, I, I won't lie to you. I've said before, you know, you know Jenny and I will go to, to Mykonos to get uh, salads all the time for the Eastfield Mall. And uh, they're freaking delicious. Anyway, if I were... If I were high off the bejesus, I'd be eating gyros left and right mm-hmm. all day long. I like a good gyro. I you love know, a gyro. There's a, I can't remember the name of the pizza place. I think it's Route 33 Pizza in, I believe it's on Route 33 in Chicopee. Okay. That, would, that, would, that would make some sense. Yeah. Uh, it's right on near the South Hadley line. I think it's called Route 33. But anyway, they have this gyro uh, pizza. Ooh. It's delicious. No it is absolutely delicious. And I had gotten it a few weeks ago, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to go back for them. It's got, it doesn't have real lamb on it, though. It's just beef, but still, mm. it's still well, good. Well, still delicious. Yeah. But, you know, part of the best part of a gyro is that tzatziki sauce they put on top of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I make that at home. That's so simple. Do you really? Oh, it's easy. It's delicious, though. Wow. Now, there was this place I uh, I didn't go into because it wasn't open, but I saw the restaurant. Uh, remember, I was telling you a couple of years ago. I went down this down this place in Sarasota, uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Tony's roast beef, and it was Chicago roast beef. Oh and they, yeah. And they, what they do is they take, uh, you know, the beef on a weck rolls. Sure. You know, the, the, that's an upstate New York thing. Yeah. Well, like they got the caraway seeds on top of the rolls. I right. Think, right. So yep. this mm-hmm. is not a caraway mm-hmm. roll, but it's a roll that's almost kind of stale. Okay. And then they fry up this fresh roast, sliced roast beef, and they put it on this bun. Mm-hmm. And then they take the whole thing and dip it in au jus. Okay. And then serve it to you. So the bread that's stale yep. Yep. is now soft gotcha. and it's it's like deliciousness and everything. It's so delicious. Well, right next to this place um, was a place called the Munchies 420 Cafe. And it was uh <laughs> yeah. This is something that could go in that mall when you have the when you have the the marijuana dispensary there. Yes, I was down at uh, Richard's Grinders a couple of weeks ago, and I told the owner, I said, he's got there's a dispensary in the back there behind Gate Nine at the Big E. Yeah, there's a dispensary back there, and I'm like, dude, you should have a sign out there going, <laughs> hey, after you know you're coming back from the dispensary, stop in for your munchies here for the That's special a- 420 menu. Yeah. And uh, they got all they got all these kinds of it's all like fried food at this 420 Munchies place. Uh, they call them sandwiches. Yep. And then they call them fat sandwiches. P H A T. And uh, it's just nothing but grease and mac and cheese and dunkalicious nugs, boombastic nugs, all these different kinds of things that would satisfy the hunger pangs 
of a marijuana user. Well, it's a good point. And, and one of the things you also need to consider is there's a little bit of a time lag between when you would ingest marijuana yeah. and then when it would induce hunger. So you need to keep them busy, those yeah. shoppers, in the interim. Which is why you should always anticipate, if yes. I'm going to if I'm gonna be taking these products, mm-hmm. I'm going to get the munchies. I'm going to need this kind of stuff. Right. And I will tell you, from personal experience, that the Italian beef sandwich with the super hot peppers on top of it... Uh-huh. That cures all the munchies in the world. It does. Uh, yeah. Every every time I've... Oh, my God, I love those things. If only marijuana was legal in Florida, this, this strip ball would be uh, loaded with mm-hmm. with, with business. Well, oh, yes. Well, it, it's it's legal, right? Or just the medicinal. I think just the medicinal part. They haven't gone to the recreational that part right? Yet. Yeah, I guess you're right about that, because my mom does have the medicinal marijuana for her joint pain and things like that. Which is <laughs> so weird. Pain. You think... <laughs> yeah, joint. See what I did there? Uh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think that. Florida, of yeah. all places, would have recreational marijuana. Well, available. very conservative, though, Florida overall. Yeah, but a lot of people smoke weed in Florida. Sure. A lot of people smoke weed everywhere. Yep. Drug story number two from right here in Western Mass. In Holyoke, Mayor Joshua A. Garcia and Police Chief David Pratt putting drug dealers on notice yesterday, especially along the Elm Street Corridor. Both of those public officials were joined by local and state law enforcement and landlords of businesses fighting to rid their buildings of illegal activity. The group standing on Elm Street yesterday, a place known for high-volume drug activity, to deliver their warning to drug gangs about the increase in vigilance that is forthcoming. So look out. Well, wasn't, uh, I think this was, uh, yeah, no, it was Holyoke. Mm -hmm. That, um, oh, it was in Granby. I take that back. There was a story the other day in the Gazette about uh, this house. I think we talked about it in Granby, where they were growing like a ton of of weed and they raided Mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. And the story was really about how, you know, so many people, are growing it themselves or, or beginning to grow it themselves that they, you know, this is a place that had 1400 plants, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, there's not a lot of enforcement for, you know, someone who's growing inside their home. Right. I mean, there are laws obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, it, it's not like you see a lot of places, you know, being, you know, you know, raided as a result of it. So there's just saying, you know, in this case, up in uh, in Granby, this is like the tip of the iceberg of what's of what's really out there. So even yeah. the, even the dis- the best dispensaries, you know, the 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 prices are higher. I mean, you're you're limited to how much you can uh, you can uh, well, get. But if you're growing it yourself, you're growing a lot of weed, even as you're following the law. The state did this completely wrong to begin with because they legalized marijuana, but they didn't legalize it for like two years. It was legalized, but it there was no dispensaries open. Okay, I don't even think there was medical ones open yet at that time, was there? No, no. So they legalize it, and then all these people start growing their own weed, and then they start coming out with the recreational places. Well, you've already had this influx of people growing it for a couple mm-hmm. of years already, so you got plenty of supply to go around the area. Why would you spend? It's like twenty percent tax. It's yeah, fifteen it's to twenty percent, depending on which dispensary you go to, and what you've created as a result of it is an unfortunate black market, where you have 
people selling weed mm-hmm. at a at a significantly reduced price. Right. You don't know what's in it. You don't know if it's if there are a, a things being added to it, like say I don't know a fentanyl or rat poison or whatever it might sure. be. You just don't know. So you take the risk of, of of buying it on the street simply because you can't afford to go to a dispensary to to buy it. I prefer my rat poison with my marijuana. I prefer to have I prefer to have uh, my diet rat poison and fentanyl free. Oh well, that too. I hope that doesn't make me a snob. And maybe for the rat poison, if you're going to be using it on rats to get rid of them, having a little fentanyl in there to ease their pain before they die might yeah, not be a bad yeah. idea. That is right? the humane way of doing exactly. it. Exactly. Right. So for this next story, I'll direct you guys to Twenty Two News and their website if you want to follow along with the visuals here on the shoplifting suspect story and for those playing along at home obviously it's not going to work for people driving their cars right now you can't do that but nonetheless west springfield police asking for help to locate a shoplifting suspect allegedly responsible for ripping off a business unnamed on riverdale street and fleeing in a blue 2007 chrysler van now 22 news has video and still frame images of the alleged criminal leaving the store with a handful of merchandise i don't know if you guys have been able to locate that yet he's wearing a blue jacket red sweats a ball cap and sneakers and has a mask covering the lower portion of his face but there's enough there and this image is Clear enough that I think this guy could be easily identified. But yet we don't know the name of the store. We right. know all the other details except the name of the store. They're very hush-hush in West Springfield about naming businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you guys can look at these images and decide which store it is just based on the uh, shots. Was it the... from Western Mass News? Or, no, I said uh, 22. 22. 22. Well, let's see. That looks to me <laughs> like... Coles. Okay. That looks like a Coles. Well, he does have a handful of clothing in his arms as he's leaving the store. So right. that might that makes sense. I is mean, this, I could be wrong, but that looks like Coles. Is this on the front page? No, you got to I had to dig for it a little One bit. One of the top stories I on put the uh, West Springfield in the search engine on the on the page and there and there's the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You While you're search. doing that mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'll just do another story quickly. Uh due to a pending retirement, the owner of a Holyoke Business is shutting down after 117 years. American Rug closing at the end of March. The Mm. Radner family having dedicated their lives to the business, saying it's time for a well-earned permanent vacation from the business which has been in the family for three generations. American Rug closing down at the end of March. Uh, I too bad. believe that's uh, Coles. It is. It looks yeah, like so Coles. So you would agree it? with Bax then? Yeah, I would. Yeah, it does look like very much like a Coles. All right. Well, and the, the the guy I think is easily identified. I mean, he's mask isn't all all that effective in my opinion. Well, he's got there. the hat backwards. Yeah, like he's trying to keep the sun off the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, he looks kind of douchey. What's his pants he's wearing? He's got these like parachute pants with a big E on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Hmm. Not the big E, but a big E. I mean, I don't yeah. think his legs are that short. No, but it's, I, I think know. it's just the yeah. It does look. He's got little legs. Look at him run. <laughs> it does look like he's. I think it's just the camera angle that got him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm being told that if you have the medical marijuana card, you save a bundle. Oh well, I do, but yeah. I'm just talking about in general people going to the regular adult dispensaries, gotcha. a recreational thing. Not to go back. I'm just uh, just saying is all. Gotcha. Oh yeah. And now. 
Steve Nagel's Fogbuster Forecast, brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Reach for the black and white can in the beverage cooler. That's right, the black and white can in the beverage cooler now at every Big Y Express. Fogbuster coffee is uh, velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Going to be rainy today. Uh, Could see some ice in the uh, upper elevations and a high of 41. Tomorrow, rain showers with mostly cloudy for the day with a high of 58. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Coming up next, and now hear this, James Corden got really angry during his show last night. We had a clip from that, plus some great 911 humor. Somebody calling in a crime that really isn't a crime. Stay tuned. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Let me share with you something I've been telling my family. And- Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.52 and Guns and Roses with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Oh, he just did the forecast and it's 34 in downtown Springfield. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. So that clip of Jim Carrey with the most annoying sound in the world, a preview of what's to come. We have three juicy clips for you, starting with Nicolas Cage on his home computer answering questions about himself. T-I-L, Nicolas Cage and Gary Oldman were the original choices to play Harry and Lloyd. Really? I didn't know that. I thought it was Jim from the beginning. I know Jim wanted me to be in it with him, but I wanted to do a little movie called Leaving Las Vegas instead. What would the most annoying sound in the world have sounded like, though? Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? I don't know how to answer that. Next. For Birdie, in order to physically feel the pain of his character, Cage removed two teeth without any anesthesia. Yeah, anesthesia, yeah, that that's a fact, but so you don't think I'm completely out of my mind, I had to pull the baby teeth out anyway. The timing of it worked out, it made me seem like a method lunatic, but the truth is it was something I had to do anyway. So his b- bizarre behavior had a reason behind it. No, that, that, that explains it all. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh... I don't know. I was disturbed by the way you dis- used an adjective to describe this uh, this soundbite, and you said juicy. Mm-hmm. There's something about the word juicy. Would you prefer moist instead? No, any of those. Delicious? Moist, juicy. How about uh, succulent? How do you feel about succulent? Succulent might be a little bit better. All right. So I'm just, uh, I'm just you know, trying to help you out here. Hope okay. you enjoyed that succulent clip from Nicholas Cage. See, there you go. Speaking of which, a yes. food item really got to James Corden last night on his show and made him very angry. Easter is coming up, and this year, Peeps is allowing you to customize your own flavor of the marshmallow candy. It's true. When are Peeps going to f*** off? <laughs> Terrible. I'm done. I'm done with this. They, every Easter, they put... Who, does anyone here in the studio like Peeps? No one on earth! How do they do this? How is this a thing still? How is this a thing still? Yeah, it is a good question. Does anyone like Peeps? I I see Peeps as, you know, I agree with what he says. There's not a lot of people out there that really enjoy those. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some people who obviously enjoy them because they make enough of them, but I think it's more of decor than it is anything else. Yeah, it's about the tradition of it. Same thing with, like, uh, you know... Candy corn. Yeah. Nobody likes that. True. Did, did, Circus peanuts, you should be ashamed of yourself for putting that out there for people. But people still buy it, right? I it's guess. disgusting. 
Uh, did you ever like go to a fancy restaurant and then they serve like with your food like a flower with it that apparently is edible? Yes. Did you ever try eating that flower? No. It's disgusting. It's yeah. like it's not. It's just uh, okay. It's yeah. grass. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eating grass now with Listen, my vegetables grow in dirt. So do flowers. That's what I'm saying. It's all the same stuff. I mean, everything eventually comes from the dirt. But the idea that I think the peep is more of the flower on the on the Easter basket because it kind of. Okay. Fills in. I don't. I don't know. I'll buy that. But if anybody's eating them, not a good idea. I wouldn't. And succulent clip number three: <laughs> a desperate phone call to the nine one one emergency operator from a woman in Euclid, Ohio. Food related. Here we go. Please dispatch. Yes, I'm at KFC. Okay. And I came here earlier and I bought some chicken for twenty five ninety nine, which should have been eight pieces. I only got four pieces of chicken in here, and the manager gonna say he packed the bag, but I only got four pieces of chicken, and I want my chicken. Okay, uh, that's gonna be more of a civil matter. You'd have to take it up with management, and then maybe someone above him. There's not much the police can do about it. So you can't help me get my chicken. I mean, I can send someone over to talk to you. <laughs> To talk to me, they should be talking to them. They see people out there fooling. Obviously, an emergent situation there in Euclid, Ohio. Well, have you ever been shortchanged uh, with the fried chicken? I hate that, too, but go back to the store for crying out loud. Well, uh, listen, uh, yeah, to me, that is a serious problem. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, buy, you pay for the eight-piece chicken bucket, you get four pieces. I'm I going know. in there. And I'm I'm looking to crack some heads. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing. Not a reason to call nine one one. The yeah. hell, it's not. What uh, has any for all the nine one one calls we've heard over the years? Mm-hmm. You think people would be like, you know what? Maybe nine one one isn't the best method for this. Right? Maybe uh, you know a Yelp review mm-hmm. or which is kind of like you know the white trash complaint board. Yeah, Yelp. a Yelp review. But that's, that's, that's like a tree falling in the woods. Most people are never going to see that. Yeah, but do what everybody else does. Go on social media, badmouth the business, try to cancel them, do uh, do what you got to do. Easier to just press three digits on your phone. No, yes. This, this, uh, this to me sounds like an emergency situation. <laughs> well... It's like you know, you know, it's like going away from the drive-through window and finding out the bag's not. There's no dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do with your nuggets? We wish her well in recovering those nuggets. By the way, maybe so. if she just goes back to KFC, they'll give her the extra nuggets. I'm sure she'll be fine. Yes. Coming up next in the 102 second sports. Good news for Kyrie Irving. Uh, also, I just have to interrupt for a traffic uh, update here. Mm-hmm. There's a big pileup, seven cars at least on the 91 uh, northbound curve at Longmeadow. Oh, so boy. that's uh, that's going to be causing some issues this morning. So be careful out there. Stick with us on a Thunderbird Thursday here at Rock 102. Live seven seven or visit ccpg.org/chat. following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102. Rain for much of the day today, about a half an inch expected across western Mass. Some ice on the roads in higher elevations, highs in the mid-40s for most of western Mass today. And the weather brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. Here's your 102-second sports... On Rock 102, starting with hockey on a 
Thunderbird Thursday here at Rock 102. Tommy Cross, the defenseman, will be joining us shortly. They beat Hartford last night, 3-1. to one. Big win for the T-Birds, who continue to play very well on their way toward contending for a Calder Cup in the AHL this year. In the NHL, the Bruins hosting Tampa Bay tonight at 7. You can hear that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In basketball, you know, the... Situation at UMass, where they need a new head coach, we speculated on this recently that Frank Martin should be considered. Well, now he is being considered as the leader at UMass in a search for a new head basketball coach. Martin, recently fired by South Carolina after a pretty good season of 18 and 13, has connections to the area, including his wife, who was a track star at UMass. And Martin's track record includes great coaching events at South Carolina and Kansas State. The March Madness games resuming tonight at 7 with four Sweet 16 contests, including Duke against Texas Tech and Villanova against Michigan. In the NBA, the Celtics beat the Jazz last night 125-97. to And good news for NBA star Kyrie Irving, the one-time Celtic, can now play once again at home for the Brooklyn Nets because New York City will be allowing non-vaccinated athletes to play home games now. Also, college basketball, this is cool. St. Peter's Peacocks, you know, we've been paying attention to this Cinderella team. They're playing again tomorrow against Purdue. Now, the Peacocks star shooter, guard Doug Eddert, he's the guy with the unkempt hair and the porn stash. Mm -hmm. He just signed one of those NIL deals with Buffalo Wild Wings. And another one with Barstool Sports to promote his Dougie Buckets apparel line. Good news for him. In football, the AFC East just got a little bit tougher. The Dolphins acquiring six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. And the Patriots welcoming back Malcolm Butler. This helps a little bit after the free agent departure of star defensive back J.C. Jackson. Butler, cut recently by Arizona, is returning home, agreeing to a two-year deal with the Patriots worth up to $9 million and all the chicken nuggets he wants. I only got four pieces of chicken, and I want my chicken. Yes, give Malcolm Butler his chicken. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Al Michaels to Amazon on a new broadcasting deal. Bax has the details straight ahead on Rock 102. Pro contractors. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I thank God every single day of my life that Jeff Bezos is making life easier for all of us. With my Amazon Prime membership, I'm saving myself a bundle on shipping costs with the various junk that I'm buying online nearly every single day. Banana slicers, underpants, various sundries and notions, books I'll never read, plus I get some dumb stuff too. But it all gets delivered in a timely fashion. And now, thanks to Jeff Bezos and his $189 billion fortune, he's not only purchased the rights to air Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, yesterday it was announced that those games we called by Al Michaels and ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet. Now, while nobody is reporting the specifics on Al Michaels' new contract, other than to say that at 77 years old, he signed what is being described as Joe Buck kind of money, I can tell you that Amazon purchased the right to Thursday night games for the next 11 years for $1 billion. Yes, that is a whole lot of money. But I'm sure that Jeff Bezos is good for it, especially since I've done my part to keep that company solvent. So what does this mean for you and your football viewing pleasure? Well, you'll have Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet on Thursdays, then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on ESPN for Monday Night Football, and then you'll have Mike Tirico moving from Monday night to Sunday night to sit in with Chris Collingsworth 
who isn't going anywhere, both literally, figuratively, and financially for that matter. Now, I don't know about you. A few hundred million here, a couple hundred million there. It's no big deal. And I'm sure this won't have any impact whatsoever in either my cable bill, the price of my Wi-Fi connection, or the annual cost of my Prime membership. I'm sure that everybody's got this all figured out so that none of us are propping up the health and financial solvency of such media behemoths. And even if they do, it's not like it's going to, like, I'm not going to go buy me another banana slicer during my lifetime. And if it helps me enjoy football for the next 11 years, then there's a good chance I'm going to be eating a hell of a lot more bananas. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The New York Times tested all kinds of gas grills, and they say that the Weber Genesis grills are the best. And you know what? I don't think they're wrong about that. Weber Genesis grills are on sale all month at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a good deal now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Led Zeppelin with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, it's uh, 34 in downtown Springfield, but there is a huge backup on I-91 North at the Longmeadow Curve. I suggest you get off uh, at the one of the infield exits because uh, you're going to be waiting a long time. There's yeah, a pile up there on the Longmeadow Curve, uh, so just be careful and avoid that area if you can. Yeah, there's nothing here in the city that you need to get to right now. Sit back and listen to us. It's a Thunderbird Thursday. We've got Springfield Thunderbirds defenseman Tommy Cross on the phone. Tommy. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, so, uh, well, first of all, uh, you guys are uh, taking on Hartford last night. You beat them I mean, uh, tomorrow night. You beat them last night. Uh, and I'm looking at the standings, and uh, you're still now. You guys are all alone, first, uh, first place, if I'm getting that right. Sweet. Is that right in the division? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. We uh, we've been in first place for the last week or two. Uh, we stumbled last weekend. We lost two on Friday, Saturday to uh, Lehigh Valley, but that's uh, last night was a was a big bounce back victory for us. And Lehigh stinks. How did you lose to those guys? <laughs> well, <laughs> awful. They uh, they exposed uh, they exposed us a little bit, and we didn't play our best. And I mean, it's uh, it's cliche to say, but this there's a ton of parity so there's really not a huge difference between the first place team and the last place team all right that's that's a very diplomatic answer but aren't once you guys get into the uh, the locker room don't just sit around and say i can't believe we lost to that crappy team from lehigh valley yeah uh i mean i think yeah I <laughs> yeah you, you do you say, do uh, <laughs> yeah you missed out on a chance to get some points that uh maybe would be easier to get than some some points against the harder teams hey you can criticize backs for the job he's doing here on the radio too if you want tommy go right ahead no, there's no reason for that i've done nothing wrong <laughs> so the, the, the next the next home game for the t-birds by the way a week from saturday at the mass mutual center against belleville hey did you see the justin bieber designed jerseys the toronto maple leafs wore last night i did the black jerseys they they uh they were pretty sharp. They they traded for a guy. He's been in the NHL for a long time, Mark Giordano. And I was just laughing because he's a he's born and raised in Toronto. He's dreamed of playing for them his whole. He's had an eighteen year career, and his first game to wear the blue and white, and he's wearing a Justin Bieber black jersey. Yeah, but, okay. uh, you can't feel good about that. It sure looked good. You know, the weird thing is about about it is it, it was a reversible jersey. So the 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 initial uh, your design was it's black with with blue stripes, but if you turn it inside out. It's a Bruins jersey, other than the fact that it's got the maple leaf with a smiley face stitched in the middle of it, which to me is really where the Bieber part comes in. I know. I know. It definitely keeps you on your toe. I mean, 
who would have thought that Bieber would be involved in the NHL and designing jerseys, but he's pretty close with some of those young stars in Toronto. So, um, But, hey, there's an outside chance that Boston gets to play Toronto in the first round, so that would be interesting. Yeah, I've seen him play in some of those celebrity hockey games. He's okay. Hey, if you were going to have a music star design a jersey for you, who would you choose? What What would be the, the – not Justin Bieber, I hope. Who would you choose? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Um well, who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I mean, I'd go with something a little more classic. I mean, I'd, I'd go back in time. The guys wouldn't be happy with me, but I'd do something like Bruce Springsteen or someone like that. And he can say, this is the only boss I listen to, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen for you, Tom. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. So I was, I was, uh, yeah. I, I, again, I'm you know looking at the standings, and I'm looking at the at the, at the league standings, and you know right now Springfield has got the uh, the sixth best record in the entire AHL. But a lot of these teams that uh, that are you know you know, up on top. I mean Stockton and Chicago, you know Manitoba. These are not teams that you guys face a lot, if at all, because I mean it's a pretty big league. When you guys get into into playoff. Uh, you know schedules. How do you prepare for a team that you may not have seen uh, during the regular season? Yeah, you, you, you know that's a good point. You really don't. You just prepare for the teams that you've played, and you know we've played Utica from the other the other conference in the East, uh, or sorry, the other division in the East. So we know how good they are. They're they're a top team, and they um, that was a good experience for us. And then you know we've played the top teams in our division, so you really just prepare for the East, and then um, you know. Hopefully, hopefully you you have the problem of getting ready for a team that you don't know. That means you, you reach the Calder Cup Finals. Talking to Tommy Cross, defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds on a Thunderbird Thursday here at Rock 102. You'll have your chance to scoop up some tickets to an upcoming game shortly. Stay tuned. Hey, uh, Tommy, I've been brushing up on my uh, my hockey skills, uh, jargon and all that stuff. You know, we did the terms last week, uh, and I think I got this down. <laughs> and I just want to ask you this one burning question. When you kick the puck <laughs> and you're rounding third and the goal line is right there in front of you you only got 90 feet to go what is going through your head <laughs> great question steve <laughs> that, that question is harder to answer than your joke with the bing zang bazinga man he just pushed you right into the glass Look at the, that. by the throat there you is go. it the glass or the grass because i couldn't really understand that part <laughs> you need some more brushing up there yeah. steve i think all right i feel like you'd be good at trash talking on the ice that'd be your strength sure. yeah oh yeah now, now that little yellow line when they mark uh, where the where the puck landed uh how come they don't see that in the rink when first, you're actually there first down yardage yeah, right, right yeah, yeah of yeah. course <laughs> i'm so sorry tommy <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting up with us. I appreciate it. Wow, that brought it down to a low. No, huh? no, yeah. no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So you got, to, like we said, you got to, you got Hartford tomorrow night, and uh, you got a couple of away games at uh, at Providence mm-hmm. uh, the the following uh, weekend, and then you don't come back home until April second. That seems like uh, kind of kind of a long ways away to get back home and comfortable again. Yeah, time's really moving along here. Uh, you know, we're under 20 games left in the year. This past week was just the NHL trade deadline. So um, our parent club, St. Louis, they made a couple of moves, one of which will uh, affect our team. We acquired a player, uh, Luke Wikowski, 
um, from he was playing in Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings organization. So he's arriving today. So be good to get to see him and welcome him to the group. And then uh, the AHL trade deadline is next week. So there's still some moving parts, but once that happens, I mean, you know, you know what group you've got for the rest of the season, and uh, you're just plugging away towards the finish line. All right. Hey, how good. much how much pool time do you get? Uh, you know, for you guys to practice you know, for the 500 <laughs> meter baseball game. Wow! Wow! Just wow! My God! Uh, Even that makes my head hurt. I'm well, hey, to you know. Put it all together, Tommy. It's great to talk to you. Best of luck uh, this uh, this weekend against uh, you know Hartford and uh, in Providence. I uh, appreciate that. Thanks, fellas. All, All right, right absolutely. Wow. Hey, we have uh, flex tickets to give away right now. Uh, a pair of tickets can be yours. Tenth caller, 293-1021. It's uh, 819 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. This spring, Rock 102 celebrates. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 825 in the Rolling Stones with back Steve and Dave from Rock 102. Yeah, Ice on the roads in higher elevations today, so be careful about that. Ice also on the rinks where they play hockey, Steve. Just well, I'm not you sure know. what you're talking about. Uh, I thought I was pretty good talking to Mr. Cross there about all that stuff. <laughs> it oh, is, you're really dialed in. It is a Thunderbird Thursday. We got some flex tickets to give away. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Stephanie Flattery. Hey, Hi. Stephanie, uh, do you like rugby? <laughs> I do. I love you're, rugby. And you're going you to the rugby play? Thunderbirds this anytime no, you want. No, don't it's listen to hockey. Steve. Don't, don't listen to he's like a, talking like I'm like a dopey moron. <laughs> you you've just won uh, flex tickets to go see the Springfield Thunderbirds. Congratulations. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, why don't you bring Steve along with you so he can learn something about the game? Yeah, you could you could probably tell right. him a thing or two. And and the flex tickets is when 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 the wrestlers flex their muscles and you can see them fight it out on the ice. Exactly, no, no, Steve. Actually, exactly. Actually, the flex tickets are when you get to decide when you want to go. I'm in. I'm in. Right between the goalposts. All right, <laughs> let's do it. What do you, what do you do for a living, Stephanie? I am a student. A student. Where 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 are you a student? I'm an online student at Johns Hopkins. Wow, Ooh, John, Johns Hopkins. Medical stuff, huh? No, writing, writing. Wow, oh, hey, that's, that's, uh, that's still pretty impressive. We have an intelligent listener all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know where these people are sprouting from. <laughs> would, would never you, had one before. Nah, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. <laughs> would, would you like to write for our show? <laughs> any day. Any day, you guys. All right, well, good deal. Hold the line. We'll set you up. All right, we can uh, we can have somebody write for us. We still got a uh, traffic issue? Yeah, we, we got a big traffic issue on the uh, Long Meadow Curve there. There is a significant backup. Uh, appears to be a pile-up accident which is never good. Uh, so avoid 91 North in Longmeadow if you can. Get off in the infield exit area. No, thankfully it's not there. a highly traveled uh, highway. Oh, no, it's like a dirt road, <laughs> practically. Yeah. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Every great day starts the night before. That's what Sleep Number is all about. Proven quality sleep is going to help with your general well-being and your overall wellness, and which is why I own the Sleep Number... It's 831 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by absolutely nobody. nobody. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's time for news. Here's, here's Dave Coombs. All right, we've reached the one-month mark in the war on Ukraine. Russia's offensive continues, and the Biden administration yesterday making a formal determination that Russian troops have indeed committed war crimes in Ukraine. And we're saying that we would work with others now to prosecute the offenders. Now, the problem is Vladimir Putin has his finger on the, quote, button, according to one Russian official, and could launch a nuclear war against the rest of the world. So not sure how this is all going to play out, but obviously we continue to be at odds with this guy. 
Good luck. He's a guy to be at odds with. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, when you're going after civilians, mm-hmm. that's a war crime. But I, I don't think that is the accusation of a war crime. I don't think it'll be the thing that has him push a button. I, I think there'll be probably lesser things that might do that. Well, I know he's been concerned that we're cutting off supplies to Russia, and he says that in and of itself is an act of war. Mm. Would, and Well, maybe if you weren't being such a jerk, yeah. we wouldn't have to cut off supplies. Mm-hmm. Meantime, closer to home, a night of thanks in Northampton for Western Mass Farmers. An appreciation party was held at Union Station on Pleasant Street, Farmers applying for or having received a local farmer award were there to help support their farm business within the Valley. The Harold Grinspoon Foundation has also given more than 400 grants in partnership with Big Y since 2015. So thanks to all the farmers for providing us with food, which we would not otherwise have. Giddy up. I agree. Meantime, (laughs) in Southwick, we talked about this a few weeks ago. The planning board voted not to reconsider their decision on the Krabby Joe's site plan application after the Lake Management Committee, Congerman Lake, decided it would negatively affect the plans for parking and overcrowding of boats in the area. And so apparently it ain't going to happen. The Krabby Joe's restaurant had wanted to reopen with a 40-berth marina on the south pond of Congerman Lake. It looks like that's not going to happen now. Well, that sucks. Forty extra boats on that lake is a yeah. lot of boats. Yeah. You I don't said care that at the time, it, too, Bax. I mean, it's you know, it, I mean, it's a good sized lake, but I mean, it's. It, I mean, you can destroy what's what's great about that lake by having a million boats in there. So forty's mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, the Congamon Lake seemed to be uh, like the wild west of the lakes around here. You know, of any kind of water source, mm-hmm. right? There's people like you know drinking and. And crashing into each other. There's always somebody who's falling out of a boat every year. And in, in, in there, we, we, how many times do you hear that per year? Two, three times a season? Easy. Yeah. Easily you see that many. Steve, your kids playing video games? No. Well, good for you. That's great to hear, actually, that they're not into that. Uh, I actually took electronics away from my kids two years ago. Wow. And uh, because I could see that it was becoming detrimental to their mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of with the pandemic, a lot of people did that. They, they kind of just said, okay, well, you can't go outside and you can't do anything. So here you go. Here's your, here's your electronics. But I could see it uh, going in a direction I didn't want it to go in. And uh, you know what? It was probably the best decision I've ever made. Mm. As a parent, uh, because guess what they do now? They have conversations and do other things and go outside. Wow! And play wow. it, and, I, and and so the dynamics changed in my house to the point where I bought a trampoline. You know, outdoor activity. Mm-hmm. They just got some bikes. Yeah. Uh, that I was saving up for for a while. And so no, uh, no yeah. kid's ever been hurt on a trampoline or a bicycle. Yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> oh, but you God. know what? That's I'd rather have the risk of uh, yes. getting hurt on a on a on a piece of a sporting equipment than I am. You know. Uh, Getting mental health problems from playing a video game. Good, good deal. Uh, how about your girls, Bax? Video game players or not? Mm, no, not not really. I mean, it's not to say we haven't had you know uh, like you know gaming consoles in the house. We mm-hmm. do, but it's it's not. To be honest, I mean they're all pretty studious kids. 
good for good for them as well. well. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with them. If it were me, I'd be lost in that stuff. And and my son stopped playing video games years ago. Of course, he's thirty five right now. I'm saying all this because maybe there's a good reason to get kids back into video games. There are college scholarships available. Anna Marie College in Paxton announcing earlier this week they're launching a varsity esports team. Mm. that will compete in the collegiate conference and on the national level starting in the fall semester. That's like the uh, the people who think they're uh, they're soldiers because they played Call of Duty once. You know, like, right? yeah, I know how to use a sniper rifle. I played Call of Duty many times. It's not the same. That's why I have all these bullets strapped to my chest, yeah. you know, in case I need it. There's something called the Massachusetts Digital Games Institute. It's a statewide center for academic cooperation, entrepreneurship, and economic development within the Massachusetts video game ecosystem. Who even knew there was a video game ecosystem? Well, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all the technology, that's how new jobs get created. That's how new things get created. You know, we, we tend to stick to, you know, say, all oh, these jobs are going to be eliminated. But, yes, all the jobs will be eliminated you know what you know by technology right because that's how technology works but you know it's but kids are very different today than they've ever been it's like for a while i mean my kids are like into playing you know minecraft and yeah i mean that's you know you're talking about like, like 10 years ago right but they would go on youtube and they'd watch other kids play minecraft you know when we were kids and we had we had our atari and they're only like a like a single player game yeah. there's nothing worse than sitting next to a guy that's now into his third or fourth hour <laughs> right. you know playing you know, right. you know space invaders it's like the most boring thing in the world to watch somebody else play a video game mm-hmm. but today is a totally different world and, and yeah. kids are actually interested in in watching esports to me i just can't i can't wrap my my hands around it did, did you ever watch somebody play video games no, and I and I, yeah. I was never a video game guy myself. It'd be similar to going on a date and having that date be on her cell phone the entire time. Oh, listen, that's like a new. That's like the thing now, uh, right? I was I was reading this thing about uh, I think it was internet dating. It was it was talking this guy who was who was saying you know what I'm denouncing all of these dating sites because mm-hmm. this is BS. I mean he's he's I think he was like between 25 and 30, so it might be a little bit different for somebody you know at that age when you're dating your peers that they that's what they do right he's like you you hook up on these dates yep. and the only it's it's like people only want to get that reward yep. that you're talking to them and you're taking them out and while you're out with them all they're doing is on their phone talking to other people they could in fact even be putting up with other dates right making other dates while you're on that date the actual physical date that they're on would be rewarding right. if they just let it happen without the cell phone interfering yeah. but they do you're right yeah. they do need that extra approval from facebook friends and i put friends in quotation marks you know i, I never had to go down that road i never had to do uh, online dating and, and i thank god every day but you know uh, but, uh, here's a question for mm-hmm. you because yes. i hear people talking about this i don't have an answer for mm-hmm. how many dates do you have to go on with the same person before you disable the account of your of your dating app yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, how? I, I, <laughs> I, because I mean, if you're like three or four dates in, it's like, right? well, listen, this thing could go either way. Right. I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm gonna, you know, not go on on Tinder just because we're about to go to the Hamptons for the weekend after it, four dates. It it's a very very good question and something that since I am in that. <laughs> 
space right now. I'm I'm wrestling. With. I mean, I I would be consumed with anxiety. Should I should I cancel this now or mm-hmm. should I keep going? Because I'm 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 not so sure. I really really want to be with this woman. Well, and can can you put it on hold? But there doesn't seem to be at least on the one I'm on. I don't. It doesn't know. seem to be an, an area where you could sort of put it in. You know, just on hold for a while. Well, the question should be, Dave, for Bax, is mm-hmm. uh, how many grinder dates did you go on with uh, one guy <laughs> Listen to before you, you shut the account off? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I I canceled that months ago. Once I realized that it wasn't about sandwiches. Uh, back to the eSports, by the way. Just to finish off, at Anna Marie College, where they're going to have scholarships and they're going to play eSports on the local, statewide, and national level, They've named a director and coach of esports, Zachary Gandera, who previously did it at Providence College. He will now direct and coach Anna Maria College's esports program. Congratulations. Sweet. Right? $61,000 a year to send your kid to Providence so they can play video games for a living. Right? Not bad. Hey, there's a startup space program called Aquarian, and it's going to bring Wi-Fi to the moon. In under two years, the company just received, are you ready, $650,000 in seed funding so that they could deliver high-speed internet to the moon and maybe even to Mars. I can't even get it from one end of my house to the other. How are you going to do this on the moon? Hey, I don't know either. Funding came from the California-based Draper Associates. These are the same venture capitalists who first invested in SpaceX. You got a lot of SpaceX astronauts waiting for their YouTube videos to to stop buffering before it even becomes good uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, of course that does mean you could get uh, apparently access to internet porn on the moon soon too. So yeah, you are alone. Think, think about that. Oh yeah, check out this gaping crater. <laughs> And the one on the moon, too. Yeah. Yeah. Aquarian Space, again, the name of the company, hoping to deploy its first lunar communication system by 2024. In order to realize its vision, they're going to utilize high-speed delivery satellite networks with speeds of up to 100 megabits per second. Damn. Wow. All the way from the moon. (laughs) And you're right. Can't we just apply that to our regular home systems here or at work? I mean, come on, right? Well, you know, if uh, t- today was, it could be like that esports thing. Yes. You know, you could do the moonwalk right from your computer. You wouldn't even have to go there. Good idea. Yeah, well, you'd be an esport astronaut. I'm going to separate this next story from the real news, and I think we should do it maybe coming up next. You sent me the story, Steve. It caught your eye. Mm-hmm. Man, this is tough. <laughs> I think well, actually, a friend of mine sent it to me. Yeah, and that's how I was uh, aware aware of it. It's it's a story out of Frederick County in Maryland. It involves a man and some dogs. Let's. All right, let's <laughs> take a break let's and take, come back to that. Exactly yeah. right. Rain for much of the day today, with about a half an inch expected across Western Mass. Ice on the roads in higher elevations. Highs in the mid forties today. We'll have that story we just mentioned for you coming up in a few minutes on Rock One Hundred and Two. Associated Building Records is looking for their next employee. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in Pearl Jam. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's uh, it's 34 in downtown Springfield, and there's big traffic back up on I-91 North at the Long Meadow Curve, so get off an infield if you can. Yeah, it's bad stuff there, but not nearly as bad as this story from Frederick County, Maryland, outside of D.C. a ways, because my folks used to live in that area. Jason... Havelt is 42, 
arrested without incident and charged with 16 offenses, including child pornography, weapons charges, and animal cruelty. I'm not sure exactly how to cover the next part of this. Mm -hmm. A bunch of his dogs were involved. There are pictures of him with these dogs. They were found on a USB drive given to the Frederick County Animal Control Officers. I think I'm just going to leave it there. The charges include child porn with the intent to promote and distribute, Mm -hmm. firearm possession, illegal possession of ammunition, seven counts of aggravated cruelty to an animal. Yikes. This guy is a scumbag. Yeah, I think you can fill in the dots there. I'm not going to get any more specific. Uh, I'm sorry, alleged scumbag. Yeah, well, there's a picture picture of him on this website. Well, he's not an alleged scumbag. He's already got a a felony conviction, and that's why uh, why the firearms part of it is is a problem. Yeah, by the way, 22 News has it on their website. Yeah, you know, the firearms was the real issue here. You yeah. Know, not the child pornography or the uh, the sex with the dogs. Yeah, the but, firearms. Uh, they're going after yeah. him for that. Well, mm-hmm. because he had a previous conviction, so that's going to mm-hmm. be, ooh, that's going to be at least two more years in jail. But uh, 16 dogs? Well, I'm not sure if that's, the, let me see, 16 offenses. Well, some of them involving the dogs, apparently. That's what it says. Well, now, I'm get, just reading. I'm reading from the article now. You get 16 dogs. What do you get? Seven years older and a trip to the vet. St. <laughs> Bernard, don't come because I can't hold my big toad up to your dog water bowl. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't even want to think about those lyrics. I'll probably I, be here only for the next five minutes. <laughs> I couldn't understand them, and I don't think I want to. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he seems like a, an everyday Joe, but he also seems like the kind of guy that could be an extraordinary jerk. Yeah, there's everything in the story. <laughs> everything in the story. You know, it's like the more you dig down deep into the story, it's, oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a horrible story. Then, yeah. then like one extra detail comes up. He's like, oh, my God, he's even worse. And then after like 15 different details, you realize yep. he's not just a, a, a jerk. He's like the worst man in the entire state of Maryland. There's a picture of him. Kind of looks like Stephen Baldwin to me. The ugliest Baldwin brother. Yeah, you know what the scary part about all of these stories are? You know, and every time we read something like this, Mm -hmm. that this is the guy who got caught. You think about how many people are out there that are into this kind of thing. Like, it's kind of, it's disturbing. Well, we talked to Anasiga Nicolazzi earlier this week. Nicolazzi! From that, that, uh, what's the name of it? From Investigation Discovery. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, with the conviction show from the prosecutor's standpoint. Mm -hmm. And we were asking her about, you know, how what percentage of crimes don't get solved. And to your point, a lot of them. Don't yeah. get solved. And, and that's the scary part yeah. is like there's so many of these people walking around. Yes. You don't, And that's the thing. Like you don't know. I mean, this guy, he looks like a douche. But how many douches do you know? I know Including a lot myself. Of yeah, you know, I, know, right? I know my fair share of them. You know, uh, I'm, I look at two of them every morning and I look back in the mirror at one when <laughs> I look in the thing. Everybody, you know, there's a lots of douches out there, but you don't know which one of them is doing this kind of but, crap. But a, guy yep. like, but a guy like this is the kind of guy that gets arrested and says in his head, Man, I can't believe they got me on that gun possession. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like forget all the stuff that right. the, that he he did on top of all that. It's like, mm-hmm. Man, I really should have kept that USB locked up. Yeah, if I'd only done that, they wouldn't have gotten me. It, it's sociopathic behavior. You're you're absolutely right, Bex. That's the thing that this guy is going to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the gun charge. You know, he he might be worried about you know the the, the ramifications that come from the other two 
horrible things that he's accused of doing. Right. right? But I think you're right. I think he's the guy who's like, man, that well, gun. Man, it really did me in. I think there's <laughs> no doubt this guy's going to get punished by inmates at, and obviously by the legal system itself. But you, with, would, <laughs> you would hope so. But don't they? haven't they started housing these folks together now, these sexual offenders? Like, I, I, don't, uh, I don't really don't know. I, I just know that, uh, you know, in prison... Yeah, and I've seen enough uh, prison movies mm-hmm. to uh, to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there is a uh, there is a pecking order, right? No pun intended. <laughs> of uh, you know, you're, that sometimes depending on the level of your crime, that's how you are treated. So, like for example, if you're someone who uh, has crimes against children. Uh, you will be seen as some of the worst human beings uh, in the in the uh, in the jail, right. and you will be treated as such. But when you uh, when you got a guy like this, and you know what, the guys inside the can they know what you're there for. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they oh, yeah. these uh, the rumors spread. Once they realize what this guy has done, they are going to tear him to shreds. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And even if what you say is true, Steve, even if he's in with all sorts of other offenders, right. he's still worse because maybe all of them are just child molesters. He's done worse than that. You know, uh, speaking of grouping these folks together, uh, I used to live in these the home like apartments down on West in West Springfield. Right, mm-hmm. not actually homes. Yeah, home like home like. You okay. know, there's a lot of things that weren't very home like about it. You gotcha. know, but 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 there <laughs> there were efficiency apartments. I was mm-hmm. a young single guy, and then up on Riverdale Street, it's still part of the same complex, mm-hmm. and it was this one building that had maybe 25, 30 apartments in it. That's where all the sex offenders were. If you go up and look on the sex offender registry, mm-hmm. you'll see that they all have the same address, different apartment numbers, but uh, they're all there. Yeah. It's like, let's push them off to this section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there, see, there you, there you go. I don't want to know what the, uh, what the ice cream social is like at that neighborhood welcome wagon party is. Worst doggy daycare ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. It's 856 of Back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Bracket busted. You could still be chosen at random to win a $200 gift certificate to Geo's Pizza.